0: Welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. Hosted by the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program, our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life.
1: Hello and welcome to Talking Facts. This is your host, Dr. Jennifer Hunter, Assistant Director for Family Consumer Sciences Extension at the University of Kentucky. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by Natalie Jones, our Extension Specialist for Family Health. Welcome, Natalie. Thanks for having me. So today's topic is one that's a little bit of a hot topic in in the news right now, but we are gonna talk all about hand washing as well as hand sanitizer. And we know that any time of year that there are germs everywhere, and that we always want to be proactive in making certain that we're doing all that we can to prevent ourselves from getting sick or maybe our kiddos from getting sick. And hand-washing is one of those key ways to help prevent the spread of germs.
2: Exactly. So we really want to wash our hands regularly, just like you mentioned. One, because it's the easiest, cheapest, and most effective way to prevent the spread of germs. So routinely washing your hands, you don't have to worry about missing school, work, or other activities as well. And so Just to touch quickly on why hand washing is so important is because people often touch their eyes, their nose, and their mouth without realizing it. So that introduces new germs into their bodies, as well as germs from unwashed hands can get into people's foods and drink, and then they can consume them. And then as well as germs from unwashed hands can be transferred to other objects, such as doorknobs, tables, or toys, and then transferred to someone else's hands. So those are really why it's important to keep washing our hands regularly.
1: And when you talk about touching your face, I think as recently the importance of hand washing has been more and more in the news, I've become, I think, more aware of how often it is that I touch my face throughout the day that maybe I rub my eyes or, or just pull my hair out of my face or, or something along those lines. And so I, I think being more aware and more cognizant is is also key. So how can washing your hands actually help keep us
2: healthy? Right. So, like you just mentioned, germs can get into our body through our eyes, nose, and mouth, which makes us sick. Handwashing with soap removes germs from hands and helps prevent sickness. And then this is where it's really important to wash your hands because studies have shown that handwashing can prevent one in three related diarrhea sicknesses, as well as one in five respiratory infections, such as the common cold or the flu.
1: Last night at dinner, we were talking about proper hand washing and the importance of hand washing and how often you should wash your hands. And I was trying to talk to my kids about when it is that they should wash their hands. And I know that you have a whole list of recommendations of when a person should wash their hands.
2: Yes. So, hand washing, obviously, at any time of the day can help get rid of germs. So, more frequent, the better. If you feel like you need to wash your hands, then Please wash your hands, but there are some key times that you should focus on washing your hands. So this is going to be the long list, all right? So before, during, and after preparing food, before you're eating food, before and after caring for someone who is sick, before and after treating a cut or a wound, after using the bathroom, after changing diapers or cleaning up a child who has used the bathroom, after blowing your nose, coughing, or sneezing after touching an animal or you fed your animal or even picked up your animal's waste, after handling pet food, and then after taking out the garbage or dealing with trash. And then just more importantly, again, if your hands are visibly dirty or greasy, it was important to wash your hands.
1: And, you know, most of those were on the list that I was discussing with my kids last night. And I also stressed to them that, you know, when you when you walk in the door. You've been outside, you've been to school, um, maybe we've been out running errands. Just when you walk in the door, it's just a good habit to get into to immediately washing your hands. And our older one, you you know, he kind of is in that habit and he gets it. But then our eight-year-old, we have to remind her, you you know, fairly often, you need to wash your hands. We just got home where we're getting ready to eat dinner. You need to wash your hands. That it just takes some reminding for it to become habit.
2: Right. And I think if you have kids, the best thing is leading by example to build that habit, right? So young children imitate the behaviors of adults in their lives. And so if you wash your hands and if you're routinely reminding them to wash your hands, then that will help keep them washing their hands as well. My next
1: question kind of builds off that because this is a conversation that we've had with our little one as well, is that there is a right way to wash your hands and maybe not necessarily a wrong way, but maybe not the best way to wash your hands. So she really likes just to run into the bathroom, just get her fingertips wet, put just a little bit of soap on them and rinse that soap immediately off and she is done. And I bet she is not there for five seconds. So let's talk about what the right way to wash your hands actually is. Right.
2: So there is the most effective way, right? Basically, five easy steps to remember, but we're going to go into each of them a little more deeply. But wet, lather, scrub, rinse, and dry. So those are the key things that we want to do. So you first want to wet your hands with clean running water, warm or cold, and apply a generous amount of soap if you have some. Lather your hands by rubbing them together with soap. And then you want to scrub all surfaces of your hands, including the palms, backs, fingers, between your fingers, even your thumbs, underneath your nails. And so this can look like – I'm going to try to demonstrate but use words as well um, of what I'm doing (laughs) – of like rubbing your palms together or then interlocking your fingers while you're rubbing your palms together. And this can be laying your hands on top of each other, so palm to – The top of your hand or palm to palm. And so getting the backs of your hands and your palms, getting the backs of your fingers. So this can look like interlocking your hands, palms to fingers. I kind of think of like a choir stance if you're singing and then rubbing your fingers together. Some people have called this the Turkish twist. So just applying like a choir, like you're singing, rubbing your fingers together rubbing each thumb as well. So we can't forget our thumbs. And then maybe even scrubbing your fingernails on the palm of your other hand and vice versa. So making sure you're getting both hands. And so we want to keep scrubbing for at least 20 seconds. So not just the quick rinse, but 20 seconds. And a lot of times like the quick trick is to hum or sing happy birthday twice, or even reciting the Pledge of Allegiance is 20 seconds. So those can be quick tips that you tell People if you don't have a timer offhand, um, but it's really important to lather and scrub your hands because that's going to create friction, which then helps lift the dirt and grease and microbes from your skin. And microbes are present on all surfaces of the hand. And so often in particularly high concentration right under those fingernails. So the entire hand should be scrubbed as well as focusing on those fingernails. And then the fourth step is rinsing your hands under that clean running water. And then the fifth step is to dry your hands using a clean towel or you can air dry them. And then if you're in a public um, restroom, maybe using the towel to turn off the faucet as well or to exit the door using that barrier to prevent the spread of germs. And we really want to dry our hands off because germs can be transferred more easily to and from wet hands. Therefore, Hands dried after washing helps eliminate the spread of germs. I
1: did not know that. That's You're really welcome. interesting, Natalie. Quick tip. And I will say, with sitting in the studio with Natalie, she has done a wonderful <laughs> hand washing demonstration. So I feel fairly confident in everything that she was discussing because she was demonstrating for me. I got my own personal one on one lesson. You're welcome. Um, but I do also know for our listeners that would like a more visual that Natalie has just recently released new flyers on proper hand washing techniques and is in the process of releasing a a, a video on on hand washing where you can actually you can see her in action with all of her great hand washing tips. So check that out. Yeah, t- and we will have that all linked in the show notes. So now my next question, and this is one that I honestly think about a lot, and this may just tell you how my brain works, but. What type of soap should you be using and is there a difference between using liquid soap and using bar soap?
2: So that's a great question and there is not a difference, so you can use bar soap or liquid soap. Many public places provide the liquid soap because it's easier and cleaner to share with others, but both are equally effective in getting rid of germs. And if soap and water are not available, that's when you want to use an alcohol-based hand sanitizer that contains at least 60% alcohol.
1: So just, just me in my head, um, and this, this is totally going to tell our listeners just how odd I am, but I'm okay with bar soap like in my own personal bathroom, but I don't want to touch bar soap that anybody else has touched. That's but, understandable. But you're telling me I'm a little off base on that.
2: I'm telling you that. That soap would be better than no soap. No soap, soap. yes. Yes.
1: Calming my nerves is always good, Natalie. So let's talk about that. What if soap and water are not available?
2: Right. So if soap and water are not available, um, again, washing hands with soap and water is the best way to get rid of germs. But if they aren't available, then using alcohol-based hand sanitizer and you want to look for it on the back, it'll tell you, or even on the front, depending, at least 60% alcohol. So that's where you're going to get the most benefit for removing those germs.
1: And what really is the difference between hand washing and hand sanitizer?
2: Yeah, so there is a difference. For example, alcohol-based hand sanitizers don't kill all types of germs, whereas hand washing with soap and water does. So hand sanitizers also may not remove harmful chemicals such as pesticides or heavy metals like lead. And then hand-washing reduces the amount of all types of germs. So again, those pesticides and metals on hands. So knowing when to clean your hands and which method to use will give you your best chance of preventing sicknesses.
1: When should someone use an alcohol-based hand sanitizer?
2: The best time to use them would be, again, before and after visiting a friend or a loved one who may be sick or in a hospital or a nursing home. If soap and water are not available, again, you want to use that 60% alcohol, but then wash with soap and water as soon as you can. And then this is just a note that I wanted to to hand out is that do not use hand sanitizer if your hands are visibly dirty or greasy. For example, after gardening, playing outdoors, or after fishing or camping, unless a hand washing station is not available, then you want to wash your hands with soap and water instead. But just trying to remember that just rinsing your hands with water and soap is going to be the best way. But then if that's not available, using that alcohol-based hand sanitizer.
1: So similar to how you talked about best practices for washing your hands, what is the best way to actually use hand sanitizer to make it the most effective?
2: The first thing, too, I want to point out with using hand sanitizer is that a lot of parents use hand sanitizer routinely and regularly, which is great. But when dealing with young kids, we want to make sure that we supervise them first so that they know how to use hand sanitizer and prevent swallowing the alcohol, especially if they haven't been able to use hand sanitizer in front of you before. So just making sure that you teach them how to use it safely. And so you, again, very similar to how you would wash your hands with soap and water, but you apply a good amount of hand sanitizer, enough product on your hands to cover all surfaces. Again, rubbing your hands together, you can do the palm to palm, interlocking fingers, uh, thumb rubs, as well as doing that choir stance of rubbing your, your fingers together. And again, keeping it around the same time, so 20 seconds. So we want to keep rubbing our hands together for 20 seconds, making sure that we spread the hand sanitizer across all areas of our hands and fingernails. And then this is important because this is where it does differ from washing with soap and water is that we do not want to rinse or wipe off the hand sanitizer before it's dry. So it won't work as well against the germs. So you want to keep rubbing in for 20 seconds and then let it dry on your hands, right? So we're not drying it with a paper towel or wiping our hands off.
1: Natalie, thank you so much for joining us today and talking about hand-washing and the proper use of hand sanitizer that I know during cold and flu and virus season that there's a lot of information out there and talking about the importance of hand-washing. But honestly, hand-washing is important year-round, all 365 days of the year, just to generally keep yourself and your family healthier. Exactly. Keep washing those hands. Thanks,
0: Natalie. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Talking Facts, We deliver programs focusing on nutrition and health, resource management, family development, and civic engagement. If you enjoyed today's podcast, have a question or a show topic idea, leave a like and comment on Facebook at UKFCSEXT. Visit us online at fcs.uky.edu to learn more about the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program or contact your local extension agent for Family and Consumer Sciences. We build strong families. It starts with us.